Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, C-I-Double-Z-Y, you dig live action. Back at it again with another episode of TCT, The Culture Talks, baby, because the culture talks, and that's a fact. Um, We are here, we are live, and I say it every single week. I'm coming back with a guest. The guest is going to be fired. I ain't failed y'all in like goddamn six months. Well, I'm, 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 I'm on a roll, you know what I'm saying? Y'all might as well jump roll at home for me. Um, but let me get off the little cocky talk and let's jump into introducing our guest. Today, we have, go ahead, my guy. It's your boy, Siv, you know, St. Siv, Siv, either or, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Blessing. So, so first off, let's tell the behind the story about how long it took this episode. On both sides, on both sides, ladies and gentlemen, we ain't blaming nobody. <laughs> On both sides, man, we've been trying to make this happen for at least the past five weeks, at least, or four weeks, something like that. Um, hey, but that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Both of us are, you know, busy. We've got life things to take care of, and that's it's a blessing to be able to move here, see, and, and, and do what we have to do each day. So it's a blessing. Speaking of, speaking of being able to feel, today I got stung by a wasp, ladies and gentlemen. I got stung. I got stung on my elbow. I know this looks like it's like my elbow. Really, it's a actually a bump from the from the freaking wash. Then, like I was being torn up today. I got I got dog poop thrown on me by the weed eater while I was cutting with the weed eater. I got stung by a, a wash like the the cut before that. I was getting torn up, but an attitude of gratitude when the when the when the shit got thrown on me. I know it's like how can you be grateful about that? I'm like you know what. I literally just had a podcast episode with an individual y'all will hear in a couple of weeks, but who who uh, got, went through stage four cancer as a young man at the same age as me. I I know individuals who who are paralyzed right now from from violence from different situations that's happened. I'm like, how can I just be? I got a job right now. I'm making money. Like you know, what I'm saying I'm alive. I can move. So this I'm dog, shit, <laughs> this dog shit really ain't no big, <laughs> ain't no problem. So, all right, bro, go ahead and tell me where you where Civ comes from. Like, what what is like? Is that something you came up with? Is that part of your actual name? Is that your actual name? Where where Civ come from? Um, actually, uh, Civ is two things out of what you just said. It is derived from my my last name. And uh, what, what was the what was the first one you said? Uh, is it uh, your actual name? Your uh, like part of your name? You said something else before that. Yeah, something something you you came up with for for. Yeah. It was it was more so it was more so a combination of both. Like I came up with it, and it was just a derivative off of my the last three letters off from my last name. My last name is Davis, so it was just taking those last three letters in my last name and flipping it, and it was basically just like paying homage to my pops in a sense. So. You know, I love that. And since you already spoke on it, let's talk a little bit about family life, man. What was it like growing up, you know, in, in your household? What was the culture like? Was it a strict? Was it calm? Was it relaxed? What, what was it like? T- tell us, tell the, tell the people a little bit about life growing up for Sid. It was pretty strict. Um, I didn't grow up with my mom and my dad. Like uh, Dukes was out, uh, out of the picture for majority of my life. And you know, pops was in and out. Like he was in and out of the uh, out of my life. I mainly stayed with my mom's sister, like my auntie and her her kids. So they're like 
her kids, her four kids are like my brothers and my sisters, but I also have two other sisters. So it's just like, yeah, like living in that household, I often felt like, uh, I don't know, a redheaded stepchild. I, re I often feel like an outcast because it's just like I'm being, I'm around a whole bunch of, uh, uh, I'm around a, a bunch of kids that aren't necessarily my real siblings. And, you know, I see how they interact with their mom and their dad. And I, I just yearn for that, that sort of connection. So um, granted, nowadays it's, it's way more better. Like I, I understand my place in this world and to a degree and, you know, me, moms and pops, we all pretty cool now. So. Absolutely. Lit. So your so your uh, four cousins who are pretty much like your brothers and sisters, are they all brothers? Are they all sisters? Is there two boys? Like what was that dynamic? Two boys, two boys and two girls. Um, if anything, I'd be like one of the middle children. Uh, there, there's my eldest, there's the eldest uh, girl and then, her her brother well then the the other boy God, I'm all over the place the eldest the eldest sister uh, then uh, my brother and then it would be their sister uh, the next sister then it'd be me and then it'd be like my little brother got you got you and and what was what was your relationship like with them like growing up middle school like elementary high school was y'all tight was y'all was y'all rocking were y'all are speaking of that like how close is the age gap like was you was it a huge um, gap? like a two-year age gap between everybody it's only like two years so okay. um we was all pretty close but for the most part like the me and my little brother we was like that we was like freaking frack you know what i'm saying we was the closest yeah. things so it was just like that was that, that was my that was my dog like my rival when it came to sports you know what i'm saying we used to always we used to always be together whether it was you know playing sports or like we just on the game and you know wilding and doing stuff that we we felt we, was cool i guess i feel it i feel it and before we we continue on i want you to try your best like to 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 take yourself out of you right now if that makes sense i know it's kind of hard to do that super fast but i want you to look at yourself from like a from from a from a point of view of like a drone how would you describe yourself from like the outside looking in if you were to to describe Siv how would you like break down you your character your interests like how would you describe you I I feel like I'm an outlier like uh I I stand out but like it's not I don't know as much as I I don't fit in there are places a misfit you know, I, I fit in in some places, but for the most part, I don't fit in with a, with a lot of people. Like, I don't try to fit in with a lot of people. I just be me. And if you gravitate towards me, you gravitate towards me. Absolutely. And I think, like, one one thing I've been that has been, like, a constant in all of my episodes, but what you just reminded me of right there is just authenticity. Oftentimes, when people feel like what you just described, like a like an outlier or a misfit, or or that they don't completely fit in with everybody, then they they try to, you know, they try to dress differently, they try to speak differently, they try to listen to different music, they try to uh, practice different personality traits that aren't like natural to themselves in order to, you know, get essentially validation and accepted into a, a group or a community or a tribe. Um, right. So. What what do you think was was like a defining moment in your in your young life where you realized like ah, I think I'm a little bit different than the rest like in whatever way that might be but like 
what when was that like when you were young when you were like man like i don't think like these folks or, or maybe i don't dress like what was it though um i would have to say when i decided to take up poetry um like my sophomore year of high school just being able to you know express myself i, I mean granted i've been, I've been rapping since uh, i was in the sixth grade but once i took up poetry that was when i, I realized that I, well, I personally felt like I don't I don't say things how people say things. I don't express myself how, you know, other people express themselves. And like I've always wanted to be better than the, than I was yesterday, whether it's, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, like I always strive to be better than I was before. And I feel like that's something that um, and also I carry a lot of optimism, uh, regardless of what negative things are around me or has happened in my past. I still find a way to find light within it so um that's a that i guess that would be the most uh the most defining moment was just finding poetry and being able to express myself absolutely that's fire and you spoke of high school a few times now so talk about what what part of the city are you from what school did you go to run us through your timeline of elementary through high school what schools did you go to oh man elementary to high school i went to um elementary school I went to three trails for kindergarten up until fourth grade fifth grade I ended up going to like this school called J.A. Rogers Academy um it was like it's it's by these townhomes called uh Blue Valley it's like right down the street from Blue Valley and yeah. that's like I pass it every day <laughs> yeah but yeah you know you know where that's at so like I went there for like uh back then they was doing quarters you know first quarter second quarter third quarter and fourth quarter so like uh the first two, my first two quarters, I was going to J.A. Rogers Academy. And then after that, uh, I ended up moving, moving back, uh, moving to Raytown and, you know, going to Northfleet uh, for, for the rest of my fifth grade year. Ended up going to Raytown Central Middle School uh, for sixth through eighth and then Raytown High School all the way up until I graduated. So. Nice. And did you play any sports? What were some of your hobbies and interests like, like between, I mean, I know you mentioned sixth grade, you was rapping since sixth grade. I know you mentioned you pick up poetry, which we will get into both of those here shortly. But what were, what were some of your other interests, some of your other hobbies? Was it sports? Was it, was it anime? What was it? Man, if I'm gonna be honest with you, bro, set aside playing football, I'm a nerd, bro. Like, I play the game. <laughs> Crazy. It's like I was just playing, uh, and I, like how you said, I love anime. Like, anime has been a part of my life since before I can remember. Like, one of the first anime I ever saw was Naruto. And, like, that was just the whole aesthetic of it. I was just like, bro, what is this? Like, who? <laughs> like, what is going on here? So, it's just like, I don't know. Like, after that, is that's that's about it. Like, playing the game, playing outside with the with my cousins and the homies. Um, playing football, writing poems, uh, making music. That's it's all been the, the same old, same old. I love it. I love it. Speak about, or speaking of like anime, it's kind of funny. Like one thing I've noticed over the years is, I mean, overall in just minority communities, but I've also noticed in like black communities, for some reason, anime is so popular. Like it's so prevalent in like black communities or in, I know it's not, to some black folks will be like, what are you talking about, bro? I used to be like, uh, looked at as weird for watching that, but bro, I promise you, I, I, I promise you dog, like as I get older, 
like when I was younger, don't get me wrong, like when I was younger, I didn't think, I, I probably was one of the people who was like, what dog, you watch anime? Cut? Like, I ain't gonna cap. But, <laughs> but, but what I will say is that as I get older and like do these interviews and have these conversations, I'm starting to realize everybody was low key sneakily watching anime, dog. I think, oh. I think, I think there was like the folks who was like, you know, like you misfit, outlier, authentic, didn't care. Yeah, bro, I watched anime. And then there was folks who was like, well, this shit weird, but they at home watching anime all day. On and the low. Or you, know why, you, you know why that exactly like you know why you know why i know that's true is because way too many people now talk about they yeah man i've been watching anime all my life. i'm like yeah that's crazy but nah i look he got i i still haven't like committed time to watching anime so like i know nothing really about anime but i first got put on to the idea that like like Niggas be watching anime. When I used to go visit my brother in uh, New York, and my brother's a music uh, music artist as well, and there was Word. this one one cat that he used to work with that used to like come to the crib and they would like do studio sessions, and then like after he would like put on anime and like like all the all the niggas would like come around the TV and sit down and watch anime together. And I'm talking, I'm like seven years younger than my brother, so his homies they like I'm like you know thirteen, they like twenty twenty one, so it's like twenty. 20, 20, 21 year olds, all like Bronx niggas, like, yo, that ass be yo, that was fire, son. Yo, yo. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, anime is popping. You know what's crazy? Uh, like you said, you said it's just like you, you never really watched it, but like you was around people who watched it. That's how it, that's how it always is. It's just like if you around somebody who watch it and then like you just go through your, your everyday life or whatever, you're going to run into somebody who's like, oh, bro, I, I watch that, da, 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 and that that's gonna make you want to watch it in some way, shape, or form. But you know, like if you need some animes, bro, I could I can recommend you to some. Like I I know a few. Oh snap! Okay, there it goes. Yeah, you good, you good, absolutely, bro. No, I'm gonna definitely have to ask for like two. It's it, it probably the reason why I probably haven't done it yet is that like starting to get hear about it way more is because so many people are starting to get into it and then you know my pride is like nah i ain't gonna i ain't gonna go do what everybody else doing but <laughs> but what i do need to do is tap in i feel like i feel like it's definitely a a, a category of shows that's like good for creatives yes and what i what i genuinely love about it is the storylines storylines in anime like often have like some moral value some life lesson that is so relatable to you know everyday life like i don't know like watching naruto like uh watching a a a little kid be uh like he's a he's a misfit don't have no parents you know what i'm saying no proper guidance and ends up being like the greatest ninja ever like it's 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 an amazing story. It's an amazing story, and that's something that like I I genuinely love about anime in general. It's just the storylines. It's stuff you can't get in regular TV. I love it. I love it. I love the fact that you pay attention to the deeper stories because, bro, like you just said right there, I'm like, damn. So Naruto is actually a story about adversity and overcoming adversity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Man. Hey, hold up, bro. We just came up with a great idea. We should start a blog that basically breaks down the moral values that are like the lessons from each anime and we just like do some long ass blogs like the overcoming adversity naruto part one and then boom, hey bro, break. like don't don't threaten me with a good time like we're talking about 
stuff I can be passionate about, like, I'm down with that. Like, Hey, shoot, we might make it happen. If I start watching it and I think it's that fire, I might have to tap in. We might have to make that a little business move. You feel me? <laughs> I'm on number. You got my hey, number. Love it. Love it. So um, I wanted to ask you, I was scrolling through your IG and, you know, just kind of like trying to learn a little bit more about you for, without, you know, speaking to you first. Um, to, to, to come up with some ideas for questions. And I came across a few posts about, um, and you were just conversating, conversating or, or, or sharing your thoughts on respecting women. And um, I wanted you to kind of talk about that a little bit, like who are some important women in your life? Um, and just talk about women and, and how they've played a role in your life. If I'm going to be honest, bro, like my, my I was surrounded by all women growing up like granted yeah my uncles was around and this that and the third I have plenty of cousins that are, are male figures in my life but I grew up in a house majority women you know uh a lot of my my auntie my aunties they're all siblings so it's just like you know they anytime we would have family dinners I'm around this person's uh well my, this cousin's mama and these cousins you know like I don't know I, I feel like Personally, women are at the forefront of, of a lot of things right now, and you know it's well deserved. Um, we we spent a lot of time throughout hip hop and just well time in general where we like cast the women to the left, like they come second when you know if anything a, a man comes from well not if anything all facts like man comes from a woman, so it's just like I don't know why wouldn't we give them more respect. You know, so I don't know. This that's just my take on it. Like, I'm 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 having a brain fart right now, but yeah, like that's that's I'm big on that. Like that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from as well. Just like past experiences I've had with women or um, present present experiences I, I've experienced with women, like as of late, or just you know my thoughts of uh, what what this person made me feel like, you know what I'm saying? Or how, how my auntie made me feel like, or how my mama made me feel and so on and so forth. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think like tapping into and reflecting on like past experiences is like so amazing because you can turn it into whatever you want to turn it into. You can talk about it on a podcast, you can write, you can draw, you can, you can, you know, uh, you know, create a poem, you can create a rap song, you can create a, a R&B song, like the power of stories, the power of storytelling through whatever avenue you decide to do it through it is so dope. So I like that you kind of like segue that, 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 that question into talking about, um, you know, past experiences that you've had and, 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 and thinking yeah. about them. So can you tell me a little bit about, you know, your earliest memory of you creating a song. So from what I know of you so far and like uh, how I was introduced to you is that you do belong to, um, or you do work with a, with a collab of, of music artists by the name of... Wap Gang. Exactly. Wap Gang. So, so, so can you kind of touch on like a two-part question, your earliest memory of play, uh, starting to do music and then talk about how you came across or how WAP game WAP gang came together. Okay. Uh well, as far as like my first experience creating a song, I was trash. Like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I wanted to say something. 
And back then, a quick, uh, quick side note, fun fact, my, my rap name before Siv was Curse, Curse with a K. So that's that's cool little fun I like fact. That. But, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So that that's that was me. But um my first time ever creating a song, you know, it was in my uncle basement. Um I'm sitting here trying to say my lyrics and I'm I'm fumbling over the first line. I could barely hit the downbeat. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just it was a wild experience. Like I don't know. Uh granted if I if I had an opportunity to talk to myself, um back then like as I like the things that I know now about creating I would just tell me tell me to just relax that was one thing that nobody was really telling me it was just to relax and not try to force yourself or you know do too much you know what I'm saying so um you said what was the what was the second part of the question oh yeah yeah so second part is how uh Wap Gang came about or how you how you became a part of that collective um how I became a part of Wap Gang was really just uh my my bro Damo, uh, he he also just dropped a project, Summer Nights. Go get that. Go check um, it out. Fire ass project. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's nice. Uh, but he, me and him was already talking about, you know, coming up with a group like prior way prior to this. This was that was already a, a, an initial thought. And uh, a friend of mine named Raya, she uh she pitched the idea to me, him excuse me, me, him, and, like, a few other uh, friends, uh, Jiggy and Adita, uh, she just pitched that idea to all of us, and we was kind of just like, I'm down if y'all down, so it's just, like, it just, I don't know, it just became everything off of, like, the strength of, I, I mess with this person, I know this person, you know, like, we could really make something nice, so. I feel it, and what does WAP stand for? Wild and peaceful, not wet-ass pussy, but wild and peaceful. And can you talk a little bit about like how that, what that means to you, wild and peaceful? Like, I know it probably means something different to all, all, all the group members, but, or collective members, but by the way, what do you call it? Do you call it a group, a collective, a band? What is it? I would say a group or a collective, either or. Got you. Like, Got you. Just want to make sure I'm saying the right thing. <laughs> collective, conglomerate, whatever. You know. <laughs> like anytime, anytime somebody says conglomerate, I just think of Buster Rhymes. I don't know. I don't know why, but that boy, that boy, little voice just says conglomerate like in my head, like all the time. I don't know but yeah, speak on wild and peaceful. What that means to you? Um, wild and peaceful. I feel like every human is wild and peaceful to a degree. You know, that just it's just that that duality. You know what I mean? Like there, if you look at how we were as kids, we were fearless, we were reckless. You know, we were relentless. And then as a lot of us have grown older, we starting to, to dial down and, you know, realize that, you know, there's a much bigger picture. And that that's where that, in my opinion, that's where that peaceful aspect comes together. Like you want to, nowadays, like I, I feel more at peace, just, you know, finding new things to keep me peaceful. Like I drink tea damn near every other day. So it's just like I drink water, uh, I meditate, I pray. Um, I like my solitude and like, these were all things that like, I would not be saying if you was talking to the 13 year old me, like I, I would be saying like, bro, let's go outside. Like, let's go, let's go do this. Let's go jump off of the school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's right. go run the roof. Like, I don't know. Like I would just say wild stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just that duality. So. Absolutely. And I think it's important to, 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 to use that 
language, the uh, duality, because oftentimes people think when you adapt uh, uh, or you add a new component to your life that that's totally your new life. Like, like right. okay, I'm going to start meditating. Oh, well, if I start meditating, that means all I can do is meditate. All I can do is, is I can't go out and like drink. I can't go have fun. I can't go. No, bro. Like it's, it's all about duality. It's all about, you know, um, being able to live a cohesive life, you know, like something where, where everything is integrated to, to best serve you as an individual. And now that, that, that involves a social life that involves talking that involves partying that involves whatever you find social. Like for me, partying isn't social to me. I don't like partying, but I do like being around large groups of people and like working out or like going on walks. Like that's the type of like social vibes that I like. So, so whatever that might be for you, whether it's going out and drinking, you can still meditate. You can still work out. You can still pray. You can still drink tea. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but also finding out what works for you. I'm glad that you mentioned that you'd be drinking tea damn near every day because it makes you feel a little bit more peaceful because that is 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 an a perfect example of just adding things to your life that work for you, that, that that's best serve you. So speaking of that, what's your favorite tea? What tea you be drinking? Chai. I love hey, chai. Okay, all right, okay, okay. Be having a little, a little, a little, you know, dab of milk, you know what I'm saying, a little... <laughs> A little dab of some. Oh, that's, hey, that's great. Matter of fact, that's crazy. Like, I actually put on a pot not too long ago to make me a cup, so. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to be lukewarm when he done with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's okay. You can rewarm it up. You feel You me? already know. <laughs> that's part of the plan. Yeah, bro. I, speaking of speaking of chai, bro, I got the perfect chai for you to, to, to have. On the app, there's this place called um yasmin cafe it's an african restaurant okay. right it's like right on the ave and uh where i said i don't know what highway that is but a highway and the ave meet each other and it's called yasmin cafe go in there and be like let me get some chai and they will give you a fire a fire pretty solid cup of some hot you know spiced chai don't threaten me with a good time because i will go bro i, I got go. you matter of fact matter of fact matter of fact I'm going to take you, bro. Later this week, I'm going to slide. I'm going to pull up. I'm like, screw, screw. We're going to get some chai, G. Uh, we're going to go get some chai, G. Yes, sir. Uh, ski. Yes, sir. Ski. Hey, I'm we're going to make it happen. Um, so speaking, we, we, we talked a little bit about respecting women, but I still want to go back to the topic of respect. Can you define what respect means to you? Like, how, how do you like to be treated as an individual? How can a male or female your or like you know a person in your in your collective a person and at your job like how do you like to be treated uh just more or less talk to me how you want to be talked to you know like i don't i don't know it's it's always a way to approach a situation and one thing that my pops if if he hasn't taught me anything he's taught me one thing and you know it's say of course say what you mean and mean what you say but it's not about how it's not about what you say but how you say it so that's something that I've always been mindful of and how I've approached conversations and how I choose to talk to people. You know, I often try to give compliments and, you know, tell people affirmations and do what I can to make everybody else feel comfortable or feel good. So Absolutely. just talk to me how you want to be talked to. What, what, what part of life did, like, was there any specific um, event or, or person that inspired you to start shifting your mindset towards things like affirmations towards things like meditation yeah. towards um 
basically wellness overall like what shifted um, your mindset when did your perspective on life and uh you know shift in that direction um i started listening to the rapper dizzy Wright, and i feel like he don't get enough credit that's that's one artist that was like who when he was he first started coming up around uh around hobson i don't know if you ever listened yeah, to hobson familiar yeah, with like hobson i know who dizzy Wright is but not so much familiar with his music but definitely familiar with hobson yeah, Dizzy Ride was kind of like my first, um, the first perspective that I got from somebody who seemed like really chill, you know, who's a phenomenal artist. And like, he speak about so many real life experiences and just talk, just, I don't know, he, it often felt like he was talking to me in a sense with like some of the things that he would say. So like, um, there was the Smoke Out Conversations uh, album that he dropped, that and the mixtape, the Smoke Out Conversations mixtape, um, Wisdom and Good Vibes, um, uh, State of Mind. Like He has a lot of uh, projects where, if not the title, the title of the project is captivating the, the track list and like how he presents himself on, presents himself on songs, you know, will draw you in. So dizzy right most definitely was like the first was like the first person that ever like clicked something into my brain it was just like bro like you kind of need to you know what i'm saying rearrange your thoughts a little bit you know see 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 the world from a different lens so and when you meditate like what what's your go-to do you have an app do you have uh like something you watch on youtube do you have something you were taught when you were younger or do you just take time to like shut off everything and just sit there with yourself like what does meditating look like for you um, that I I find someplace quiet and I will either uh turn on like my YouTube and just go to like some uh like pick a pick a specific chakra, whether like I want to focus on my root chakra, my heart chakra, whatever whichever one I'm I'm focusing on on that point. And I will kind of just like folk zero in on just like what uh if I'm if okay, for example, my root chakra. I would listen to like just like uh the frequencies that they have on YouTube for for the root chakra and just like focus on everything that has made my roots up to this point. Focusing on everything that's made me who I am and you know, more so just I don't know, like acknowledge my faults, um, tell myself affirmations and if my mind start starts wandering off past like what we were what I'm initially targeting i just try to you know center back and keep going absolutely and how have you seen like meditation and drinking tea and and um mentioned a few or like you know uh saying affirmations to yourself and others how have you seen that have a positive effect on your life personally i feel like it's 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 very different i'm in a i'm in a much you know calmer state than I was years ago like I feel more at peace with myself I feel more comfortable in in my own skin granted like I I should have said this prior but you know what I do may not work for you or for the next person like everybody has their own niche but you know I the way I've, I've done things I've often feel like I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to you know like it, it just feels comfortable it feels right so I just take that in consideration and I, I keep moving. I feel it. I feel it. And I think this conversation kind of um, makes me just want to touch on the topic of, of mental health in the black community. 
and how yeah. important it is, especially, I mean, in the black community in general, because, you know, as much as other <laughs> communities may want to deny it, there's lots of trauma in our communities that run <laughs> through generations, through right. generations and generations, and it's continuing to this day in its own way. So I think mental health and, and, and really tapping into finding ways to find happiness, calmness, uh, find ways to move through life for, for, for ourselves, whether that like for you is through meditation and drinking tea, or for me is through um, just thinking about gratitude every single day and, and trying to work yeah. out or through for other individuals where it's just specifically just praying or go to church, whatever it is, paying attention to our mental health and it not being so tis tis to talk about like being able yeah. to be, yeah being able to be with your homies with your dogs no matter what where they come from because i'm sure you can attest to this like and i i feel like you can attest to this just because of the energy I, i'm feeling from you but like when you are quote unquote an outsider or or think a little bit differently or move a little bit differently than the crowd you tend to attract all different types of people into your life because you like not to be arrogant or cocky but the truth is people who are peaceful and, and can provide that energy are very like um magnetic so yeah. so individuals who come from lifestyles that you may not live you may not be uh i mean just to give direct examples you, you may not be out here like in the streets doing whatever street folks do or whatever but people like that may be attracted to you. So your inside circle may be that type of time. And I think it's like a perfect chance. It was a perfect chance for me. So I'm kind of speaking about myself right now. It was a perfect chance for me to be able to just be open and have these conversations with my dogs because they're not going to get it anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, let's, let's talk about meditation, why it's important. Let's talk about why taking care of your body is important. Let's talk about prayer. Let's talk about faith. Let's talk about um, um, depression, like, you know, and, and, and making it less, you know, scary or, or weird to talk about. You feel me? Yeah. And I like, I agree with you like completely. Like that's something that, you know, like, like how you said in the black community, that's something that we should really shed is just, you know, it's okay to talk about certain things that you necessarily probably wouldn't talk about 20 years ago, or you know what I'm saying? 60 years ago, whatever, but we need, we need that. That's just going, I don't know, for us to get where we are today and be able to have the conversation that we have it now, it had to be so many different points where people were just like, okay, well, I'm a, I feel comfortable around this person. I can I can say these certain things, you know, and I feel like we just don't have enough uh, safe spaces. We don't have enough places where people can actually feel comfortable speaking how they feel about certain things without getting judged or, you know, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's, it's wild. It's wild in the, the times that we live in, but I, I'm a strong advocate for people being able to speak their peace, people that being able to speak on how they feel regardless of you know what your traumas was like you gotta you gotta shed that at some point absolutely i love that i love that so my guy let's talk a little bit more about music what is what is the most challenging thing in your opinion about being an artist what is the most challenging i would say um i'm i'm heavy on on lyrics i love words um 
vocabulary and being able to make words do whatever I want them to do that's that's something I genuinely love to do so I would I would have to say if if not anything what's the most challenging is like picking uh picking a flow for a beat like it or just picking a beat in general because it'd be times where I'll record something on a beat and be like, bro, this sounds really nice. And then like a few days later, as I'm, you know, listening to beats and like surfing through beats or whatever, I'll be like, that thing that I did last week was sounds dope on this beat. Like, I don't know. It's just that, that feeling of like wanting to, wanting to continue trying something. Like I go through drafts all the time. So it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The The most challenging would probably be just staying zero in and allowing what I did on one beat to be exactly what it is and not altering it in any way, shape, or form, I guess. I feel that. I think that's something that's, like, super prevalent for a lot of artists. That was, like, the most difficult thing for me, like, living around nothing but musical artists in L.A. was, like, oh, my God, I got to listen to the same song. 50 million times and then after that they changed it up now i gotta listen to the change up 50 million times and then after i finally start to like one of them six months later they ain't releasing it (laughs) and i'm just like geez oh my god it was like being like an outside like outside of it because i'm not an artist in terms of musically but like i would just be like so it was just so weird looking at it. I'm just like, yo, y'all done made that song for seven months, working on it every night, engineering, got it all, putting money into it, putting time into it, and then all of a sudden, near mind, I ain't going to drop it. I just don't like it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy because, like, as, as artists, we often look for perfection. You know what yeah, I'm sure saying? Like, it, it's, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, like, it, it's, it's, it's scary in the sense to how, how the uh, – how it can become an obsession trying to find perfection. And it's just like, you know, it is what it is. It sounds the way it sounds. And it's like, you can't alter it too much until it starts sounding like nothing it was before. So it's just, I don't know. People just gotta, as artists, I would say, we just gotta start going with our first minds and allowing ourselves to just free flow, I guess. I feel it. If you were to like describe your music style, what would you say? Like how 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 your music sounds to you, or or maybe the content that you put in your music. How would you describe it? Hmm, how would I describe it? I I wouldn't say that I'm I'm like very preachy, but um, I often try to talk a lot about like life lessons and stuff like that. Uh, more than anything, uh, potent, potent. I would describe it as potent because it's just like it's it's all me. You you're getting like the most authentic me you can possibly get when I when I'm writing my lyrics. Like whether I'm trying to tell you something about how I feel, what I know, what I think, what I don't know, like it's it's just me. So I like I like that. All right, bro. You can deny it if you want. All right, I'm just giving you the the opportunity to deny it ahead of time, but. Okay. Be opening. Would you be open to reciting a short poem of yours, or, or you know, a quick, quick little? Uh, it don't have to be a freestyle, but a little, little bar from one of your songs that you really like. Anything of that nature. If not, go ahead and deny. It's cool. But no, it's cool. I could. 
matter of fact, I'm gonna just speak. I'm gonna just speak six a.m. What I did on six a.m. for uh, on leftovers. Um, day by day, life lock picking. It's not safe. Food for your thoughts to licking crumbs off my plate. Don't fit in. Just make room. Never been afraid of change. Too specific. Can't read hieroglyphics. Then just know my aim different. The same places where I meditate, self medicate at three a.m. Hoping I get close to where the Lord stay. Cause limb from limb, family trees been meeting different grave sites, and I'm a target till the womb. I'm a target from the womb till my grave life is over. Broad shoulders with a chip perch. Product of my environment. High supply of RP t-shirts. Profit to my people. Connect the dots when I so search. Life is a movie on God's screens. Few attempt to see if the camera work. Viewer discretion advised upon your airwaves. Ill mind sanctuary or another enclave. Realize my potential and got the okay to keep the skies in my Levi's. This is just the start of an untelevised revolution. Arians want to take part of. Ooh, damn, I think he talked too much, stressing about the stress, my nigga. I really don't talk enough. Barely can stomach my emotions, so I bottled them up. Tenfold long tears, yet my dress hang like a weeping willow. Right was here, though. Yeah. I like that. I think he described potent well. I think <laughs> <laughs> Respect. Nah, Respect. nah, nah, real facts, real facts. I love that. See, see, I love when, when you ask somebody to do something, and then they don't fail you. See, it would have been terrible if it was trash. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm, I'm hey. trying to tell you, if you was talking to like 13-year-old me, you would have been like. <laughs> nah, at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, you got to respect people's efforts regardless. And at the end of the day, that's the coolest thing about being like tapped in with artists is that y'all really have to develop the confidence to go up there and perform. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, people sir. often forget how challenging that is. Obviously, after you're first or second show you start to develop a little bit but most artists are gonna agree and say that before every show they got a little bit of jitter jitterbugs just a little always you know, a little i something. still get nervous to this day like it it don't matter how many times i perform like i still try i still see every performance as my first one mm -hmm. you know what i mean i try to treat it as such whether i'm gonna do whether i do good or bad like i still try to treat it as like this is the first one we gotta do we gotta do what we gotta do Remember your lyrics, remember your moves, do what you need to do. Exactly. And then, you know, it's literally public speaking, bro. Like, yes, <laughs> that's literally what it is. And, and, and it's like basically claps and shout outs to all artists who, who do that on a consistent basis. So that's powerful. Respect. Respect. What is, what, not what is, what inspires you to start poetry? You say you started poetry at, at a fairly young age or uh, sophomore year you said or am i or am i remembering wrong yeah nah, you, so, you're right so so talk about what kind of inspired you was there anything in particular or are you just writing you were like hold up this is a damn poem <laughs> um my aunt has showed me and my cousins like a poem that she had written off of a um off of a conversation that she had like it was like a cool little love poem and her her words were so mesmerizing how she decided to make things flow so it was like, uh, I just kind of took that into account and I knew I had a story to tell, like just based off of how I felt about my mom and my dad and the life that I've lived. So that was, that was kind of it. That was kind of it. Just, yeah. Yeah. I feel you. And you did like a 30 days of, of poems or, or something? Yeah, 30 for 30. 30 for 30, 30 on Instagram. Tell me about why that idea popped up and what was that experience like for you like putting that out um it was national poetry month so uh 
a 30 for 30, I, I just, I've only done like two 30 for 30s in my life. And that one um, was during a time where I was, I was still going through a lot of shit. Um, I was catching the bus to work a lot and just being able to, you know, get off of the bus and talk about little things that I've experienced uh, leading up to that day whether it be emotions that I went through yesterday and like how whatever occurred made me feel yesterday or how I feel at that given moment, you know, uh, whether it be through, you know, social, like social injustices and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It was just something that I feel like I, I needed to do. Like, and it kept me creative and inspired me. Like I, it's times where I go back and I read some of those poems. And I'm like, damn, I wrote that. I said that. <laughs> So it's just like, all right, well, you know, uh, keep inspiring, keep motivating, and you know, keep flushing out those those ideas. That's that's just the the moral of it, I guess. I love it, and I think like one thing, especially with poetry, but just with um, creativity in general, like I think it forces you to actually specifically with poetry, it forces you to self reflect. And yeah. oftentimes people move through life without doing that. And they never develop the ability to self-assess, which is actually something that can hold you back greatly in life. So I think the cool thing that I respect, I respect a lot of things about poets, but I think the cool thing um, that I can respect about poetry and, and people who do that on a day-to-day -day basis is that they've learned how to self-assess. They've learned how to self-reflect and when you're able to do that, you can grow faster because you can identify where you're at. You can identify your emotions and then you can take action. You can address those things. Yes. And um, so I think poetry is super sick and I love seeing anybody do it, but specifically love seeing black men do it because I know that a lot of my friends, I know that a lot of my siblings, cousins, you know, um, that, that, that look like us, um, unfortunately don't don't have that skill or haven't adapted or adopted that lifestyle of self-reflection which is so powerful yes i i agree and i feel like i don't know like how you said being able to do poetry like i it's time well one thing that i've come to the real realization is just like i'm not my thoughts mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like it it's a lot of things that we tell ourselves in our heads like just going back to that mental health thing like it's a lot of things that we tell ourselves and you know treat ourselves a certain way like you can hear you can hear uh just it, you can hear it in certain people's speech patterns how they talk about themselves and it's just like bro like you're so much more than what you give yourself credit for and you know i feel like that's something that people really need to just look in the mirror and tell themselves more it's just like bro like i'm i'm more than my thoughts like i'm not my thoughts i'm more than that you know so well, that being able to self-reflect is is important that's powerful that's powerful so talk about what it means to be a new age hippie and you're and you're, yeah. you're <laughs> go ahead and speak on that. What is what does that mean to you? Um being a new age hippie, I feel like is uh in more 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 ways than one paying homage to the old generation. Like we've you know, a, a lot of things have repeated itself in history and whether it be through fashion, through you know, uh, the way the culture is shifted. Um, I don't know, like, I, I feel like 
I don't know. Like, it, that's that's a really important question. I really feel like as far as being a new age hippie, uh, hmm. this is something that nobody has ever asked me before. Okay? Yes, I achieved, I achieved the podcast award of asking a question nobody's ever asked that's, before. I, I respect that one. I respect that one. Uh, Hmm. Being a new age hippie, I would definitely have to have say uh, says more about just like taking on that that role of being being myself to my fullest capabilities. Like I'm, I've I've heard this once. My mentor told me this the other day. Like I I sent him like some drafts for for some songs, and he was just like, "Dude, you are so good at being yourself." And I was just like, "I appreciate that." Like I do my best <laughs> to be myself like, so I don't know like I feel like that that has that plays a major part in like the new age hippie thing um I used to smoke a lot of weed like <laughs> a lot of weed so that I don't know, that may play a factor in it as well <laughs> no I um, think I think you made a really good point there saying like just you know it's it, it represents you just being it's yourself to the fullest degree and the reason why i think that's a good representation of of you know like you know self being a self-proclaimed new age hippie is that if we look back at the 60s and 70s where the hippie movement started to like really become a thing and like spread like like crazy these were individuals who were really investigating self whether that was through drugs or through other ways but regardless their goal and their intention was to really feel something new really try to find new ways into their head whether it's through smoking weed whether it's mushrooms whether it's just meditation whether it's yoga whether it's um through through going outside the box and dressing differently they were trying to truly tap in and, and be how they felt Often, oftentimes people feel a certain way, but they don't, they're, they're not being how they feel every day. They might feel like a freaking, I don't know, uh, they might feel like a freaking rock star, like, like a freaking like teed up super high energy. They feel like waving their hair back and forth, being like super colorful with their outfits and dyeing their right. hair and like having all this stuff. But then in their real life, they're like, they, they, they control that. They minimize that. They, they hide it. They, they push that down. You know what I'm saying? And I yeah. feel like you being like, we've talked about throughout this conversation, just being yourself and just accepting you for you, no matter how the world's going to approach, no matter if you're looked at as an outsider, just being you as a perfect example of being a new age hippie. So I think you explained it well. <laughs> he you. said, he said that, was, that, was <laughs> that was that was a great response right there. I like that. <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about who your biggest musical influences have been throughout your life. You talked about Dizzy Wright. You uh you 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 talked about actually I think you just specifically talked about Dizzy Wright. Um, but outside of Dizzy Wright, is there anybody else that has inspired you throughout the years, whether it's through hip-hop, maybe it's not hip-hop, maybe it's rock, whatever it is? Of course. Um, Tech Nine, that was one of my, that was also one of my first ones, and I feel like you don't get enough credit, but that's another conversation we can have <laughs> later. But uh, Tech Nine, um, Dizzy, of course. Um, since high school, I've been big on, like, Kendrick Cole, Earth Gang, uh, G, Schoolboy, Isaiah Rashad, McJenkins, Saba, like uh, 
I don't know. Like, uh, have you ever heard of BMV? No. This is off topic, but it has something to do with the topic. So, BMV is uh, Brave New Voices, and it's a uh, like a national poetry competition. And I w- I was uh, able to, you know, uh, make an appearance uh, in Washington D.C. for their competition back in 2016. Six, six. Kansas City ended up paying. Uh, not paying but um ranking top 20 so like that was that was a blessing to even be around there but like that was like a major culture shock for me due to the simple fact that like everywhere all these other different places like LA New York Trinidad you know what I'm saying like all these different places the way they present their words the way they present their message whether it was the same whether these two people are talking about you know, uh, a black man, a police brutality, you know what I'm saying? A black man getting murdered or, you know, these people are talking about um, equality. The way that they present their messages was always different. And that's something that like a lot of the artists that I like to listen to often do is just like, even though they're talking about a lot of similar things, they're, the way they present their messages is always different. The way they present their the words is just different. So. I like that. That's fire. Um, man, first and foremost, I just want to say thank you again for for hopping on the podcast today. I, it's it's really a blessing um, on my part and of course on the listeners' part to be able to have the chance to hear people's life stories that aren't fucking the most huge celebrities in the world. Like really tapping into real humans. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. real people um not to say other people aren't real but we don't really get that type of you know um whatever access so so for me it's so dope to be able to elevate voices especially black and brown voices from the kansas city area and from abroad and from across the country because it's everyone cool. has a unique story you know what i'm saying everyone has a unique way of thinking everyone has unique poetry unique music like you're just mentioning a second ago and I think it's super important to, whether the platform is a million followers or 20 followers, just the, 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 the ability to, to give, you know, Black voices a platform is just a big blessing on my part. So thank you for taking the time out to, to pop on, to, to conversate, to share a little bit about your story and your thoughts and meditation and <laughs> mental health, like important topics, bro. So. Thank you for to that. To be honest, don't 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 get it confused. Like I got everything figured out because I don't like <laughs> I'm still I'm still figuring out, you know, little bits and pieces of myself. Like I still have my days where I get frustrated and upset and depressed and you know, down and isolate myself. But that's just how I deal with it, you know. So like I may talk about meditation and prayer and stuff like that, but like at the end of the day, like I still have those days where I'm down. Like I, I do my best to be optimistic even better and even more in those days. But you know, like we all I'm I'm still human at the end of the day too. Like I'm just like you. We all we all go through our emotions. So man, I think uh two things right there. First off, hundred percent feel you on that. Like I don't know if you see like a lot of my IG posts, but like my energy is always teed up. I'm always sharing, you know, positivity, love, um, trying to to inspire, trying to talk about, you know, shifting your mindset and even in difficulty. And so sometimes people forget 
and I'm sure this is in your experience too, and that's probably why you just mentioned that. Sometimes people forget that I'm human. Sometimes people yeah. forget that I also get pissed. I also be wanting to fight. I also be having moments of, of anger. I also be cussing people out on accident. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? saying? Like, you know, I'm not saying that's okay, and I'm not saying that's like my character, but and and right. I do and I do like catch myself, and that's the whole point is being able to be mindful of self and self-aware and reflect and meditate these things help us catch ourselves in those moments when we're super depressed when when we're super angry when we're feeling violent you know what i'm saying like whatever it is like however we're feeling these types of things like affirmations meditation drinking tea these help us catch ourselves so that we can be like oh shit i'm in this mood right now this is not conducive to my growth let me catch myself Whereas yes, when you don't sir. have these, when you don't have these mindsets, when you don't have these uh, strategies, these processes you go through, then when you get angry, you angry. And that's how, yeah. you know, folks end up in prison. That's how folks end up in bad situations. That's how folks end up abusing people they love because they don't it's have. you in a cycle. Exactly. Exactly. And when that's not broken, when these conversations are not had, like right now, we might have potentially right in this past five minutes, broken the cycle for somebody else and changed their mindset and that's the hope you know what i'm saying that's the hope but but you know that's why these conversations are important breaking generational curses one chain link at a time yes sir yes sir and with that being said i got one final question for you my guy you ready for it yeah it was good was good we got all right all right all of your music has been deleted from earth all of your poetry has been deleted from earth Oh my God. All of your IG posts, your YouTube videos, whatever you have has been deleted from Earth. Oh my goodness. You are 91 years old. You've lived a long life, but it's your last day. And you know it's your last day. Your great grandkids are sitting in front of you at your feet while you're on a chair talking to them. And you have to give them one piece of advice of how to live a good life. What are you going to tell them? What am I going to tell them? Hmm. I just put a lot of things into perspective. See, me being the optimist I am, <laughs> I'm I'm going to tell them to, to remain hopeful. Like, remain, remain vigilant. Remain hopeful. You know, even on your darkest days, uh, observe, you know like assess always like self-reflect often so uh don't don't be afraid to not try new things always be open-minded um do your best to do your best you know i feel like uh as children um well from my perspective i wasn't I wasn't really told to, I was, I I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't really instilled enough courage. I wasn't instilled enough, you know, love and um, just push to do my best. So yeah, like, even if I'm not around for, for future generations to be like that source of optimism, that source of courage, that source of hope, faith, love and anything like that, Find that within yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, be also hopeful. trust God. Ooh, trust God. <laughs> <laughs> trust God. Trust be the Lord hopeful. himself. 
trust God, be hopeful, and do your best to do your best, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for listening to this conversation. Please make sure you leave a five-star review and comment below as that does help this podcast grow. And don't forget to go follow my guy, Siv. Go ahead and share your IG and, and anywhere they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, S-I-V-X-V-I-S. That's S-I-V-X-V-I-S. And that's both on Instagram and Twitter. I love it. And and I'm glad that you told me the story behind the name because now I understand what you did right there. <laughs> yes, sir. All saying? right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. Most definitely. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure y'all have a blessed day. Move with an attitude of gratitude. And with that being said, this is C-I-Z-Z-Y, and this is the Culture Talks. Salud!